everyone. Before we get into today's podcast, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and you just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. Now, as part of the program, you're going to receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial signup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so make sure you get your applications in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. That's bwhustle.com slash join. Also, you can check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. It's a great opportunity. You don't want to miss out. Blue wire. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open! James Young! gambler i only play the slots because you know what they say scared money don't make money and i got scared money rogers to the end zone caught for the touchdown james jones john gruden has not coached since 2008 so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level you know and it's just cali swag What's good, Raider Nation? You are listening to Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our good friends at Bet Online and Indeed. I'm Fallon Smith. James Jones will join me in just a minute. I usually go over news and notes before I bring in JJ, but I'm just not going to do that today. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to tell you the guys who are injured or on the COVID list or give you the news about practice. You know why? Because that takes a lot of effort. Right. I actually have to pay attention every single day, keep up, etc. And I'm just not going to put in that effort this week. Just not because I don't care. (laughs) I really don't care because I'm finding it harder and harder and harder to care for this team. I mean, the little details, you know what I mean? Obviously, I care. I'm passionate. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Right. But to spend time keeping track 24-7 on my phone, on the internet, on my laptop all day, ain't doing it. And I would say if they're not going to put in the effort, then why should I? But that's really not the case because, you know, they practice. They put in the effort week in and week out. We are just not getting the results. So as a fan, I'm salty. And as a podcaster, I'm like, nah, let me just talk about my feelings real quick to open up the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, dang, especially after what we witnessed last Saturday, right? Ruined my Christmas weekend. That had to be the most demoralizing loss in maybe over a decade. Like just straight, ugh, demoralizing. You have the game in the bag with 19 seconds left. 
Dolphins don't have any timeouts left. They get the ball at, what, their own 25? All the Raiders have to do is play prevent defense. Instead, Raiders are in cover two. <laughs> Give up a huge play. Oh, man. And to add insult to injury, Arden Key gets called for a face mask on Ryan Fitzpatrick, and that tacks on another 15 yards to the end of the play. And now all Miami has to do is chip in a field goal to win. And they did that. Mm. I thought we won the game. I thought we won the game. Thought we won the game. And then that happens. The emotional roller coaster that Raider Nation was on the last few minutes, it's just indescribable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Raiders lose 26-25 and drop to 7-8 and eight on the season. 7-8 and eight after starting 6-3. and three. There's a reason why I'm recording this four days after the game, y'all. Not because James and I weren't available. No, it's Wednesday. Game of Saturday. I had to take a break from the Raiders. I had to. I had to. This is what happens when you're emotionally invested in a team. And they just crush, crush, crush your dreams. <laughs> it's hard, right? I mean, I hope none of y'all were popping on podcasts Sunday and Monday. I hope you took a break, a mental break. Your mental health is very important. And the Raiders do a lot of damage to our mental health, right? <laughs> I was in complete, utter shock, anger, frustration. But the sad part, not disbelief. Because it's the Raiders, y'all. And this is what they do. This is what they do to us. They break our hearts year in and year out. Now, look, I think we can all agree the defense stinks. Stinks. And that's our number one issue and our number one problem, hands down, right? No arguing about that. That is our number one issue, the defense, period. And John Gruden and Mike Mayock will need to address that. We'll need to improve it this offseason. You can't win many games giving up 30 points per game, period. You can't. And now a lot of folks are also jumping off the John Gruden train, which I'm close to as well. Mentioned that on on last week's podcast. But what I continue to be baffled by is this fan base's utter displeasure with Derek Carr. Now look, you're a passionate fan base and usually the guys who make the big bucks take the brunt of the blame, i.e. John Gruden and Derek Carr. Rightfully so, right? I get it. I get it. Plus you're upset you need to blame somebody. You need to blame somebody. I'm okay with y'all blaming John Gruden because this is a coaching issue. I'm okay with you guys blaming Mike Mayock because his past year's draft class and even their first rounders, well, especially their first rounders, actually, the five that they have gotten with the Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper trades, those have been busts. Be mad at management. Be mad at the front office. Be mad at the head coach. Be mad that the defense sucks. But don't point your finger at Derek Carr, y'all. Carr has had one awful game this season, and it was against the Falcons. Y'all remember that. That was trash. He was awful. But he is not the problem. He actually has a career high in passer rating this year. <laughs> okay? And you know what? These are some of the topics that I'm going to discuss with James Jones 
along with what we want to see from the Raiders this Sunday when they travel to Denver to take on the Broncos for their final game of the 2020 season. And we're going to get to that in just a second. But before we bring in James Jones, we have to take a quick break. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, Blue Wire listeners. The NBA is back in action and football is heading into the playoffs. You may not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still get in on the action with Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. So why don't you go ahead and visit betonline.ag today and take advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE. That's all one word, BLUEWIRE, at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 2020 has really reshaped how we work. And businesses across the globe are challenged every day to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical and Indeed is here to help. Now, according to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. And Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person that you need to keep your business going. And unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, so you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria so that you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. And right now, Indeed is offering Blue Wire listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. So try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Again, go right now to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we are back. Time now to bring in my good friend, Super Bowl champion wide receiver, current NFL Network analyst, and soon-to-be San Jose Sports Hall of Fame inductee, James Jones. What's good, JJ? What's cracking, Fallon, early in the morning? What's going down? Well, it is early in the morning, and... The reason for this is it's a Wednesday morning, so we got to get this podcast out because, James, it's been three days, you know, since the Raiders demoralizing. Actually, it's been four days. Ooh, it's Wednesday morning. It's been four days since the Raiders demoralizing and soul-crushing loss to the Dolphins. You know, we both had them losing this game, so that's not the surprising part. But the way things were going in the game, J.J., They had no business losing this game. But somehow they defied analytics and found another way to lose a game. You know, and I, I tried to to put this podcast off as long as I could so I didn't have to talk about this, man. But 
Oh, my goodness. I just don't know. I don't know what the Raiders were thinking. Excellent job by Coach Gruden. Did the right thing. Hold the ball. Go for the field goal. You leave 19 seconds left on the clock. And you think no timeouts, 19 seconds, you're Gucci. <laughs> no timeouts, 19 <laughs> seconds. We all know just don't give up the deep shot. Don't get a penalty. Let them throw the ball underneath and we come rally and tackle. I have no clue, and maybe I need to ask some of my defensive buddies, but every team that I've played on, when the game is last seconds and guys are trying to get shot plays or try to get in field goal position or whatever, no timeouts. You let them throw the ball underneath, and you come tackle. I have no clue what the defensive coordinator was thinking being in cover two. <laughs> and if you don't know what cover two is, as fans, cover two is two corners that play the flats. Let me say that again. Two corners that play the flats. Why do you have two corners playing the flats? Who cares if they throw the ball five yards short? Who cares if they throw the ball 10 yards? Who cares? You come up and tackle. You either play quarters, you play prevent defense, you do not give up the shot play, you let them throw it underneath, you tackle them in bounds, you force them to spike it, you force them to, to hurry up and get up on the line and run a play. Yeah. I have no clue whatsoever what in the world the D.C. was thinking playing cover two. Why are you trying to cover the flats? I do not understand. And that right there, man, I was I was sick to my stomach because I'm like, what in the world are we doing? I rerun the play like 32 times. I screenshotted, <laughs> I screenshotted the corners guarding air. Absolutely <laughs> nobody. And it was just like, man, come on. Like if you're trying to be a team that's turning the corner, you're trying to be a team that's that's getting over the hump, you're trying to be a team that that's that's letting the world know and Raider Nation know that 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 hey. We 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 coming. You don't do stupid stuff like that. You don't you don't lose games like that no. with 19 seconds left, no timeouts with a backup quarterback in the game. You find ways to win those games. And that right there, man, watching the game, I just was like, this is ridiculous. It's sad that 19 seconds proved to be a lifetime for the Raiders, right? Like those final minutes of the game, starting with that missed PAT, it really summed up the Raiders' 2020 season. And it really summed up the last two decades for this franchise and the way that it went down in the demoralizing fashion. That's like, yeah, welcome to Raider nation. It's been like that for the last two decades. Now, the only thing keeping me from not going crazy, JJ is the fact that we will have a higher draft pick and, 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 you know, we weren't making the playoffs to begin with. Right. So in the long run, I don't think it's really going to matter. However, you never want to lose, right? You expect to win every game. Also, we have seen the Raiders botch some of these first-round draft picks, you know, so I don't think it really matters where they fall. So I'm kind of, like, confused here and not sure how I feel. I was on the same page as you because I did, you know, text you, like, what the F, no words, and you were pretty hot too. But I digress. The bottom line is the, the Raiders, they're 7-8 and eight after being 6-3 and three with the league's easiest remaining schedule. <laughs> Easiest game left. <laughs> no, no, easiest remaining oh. schedule. They're God. six and three 
with the re- with the league's easiest remaining schedule. So you thought, oh, for sure, for sure, the playoffs, at least a 10-win season's in the, in the cards, right? Nah. So that, I think, in my opinion, that's the huge, hugest disappointment. And Raider Nation, I feel your pain because look at the past 18 years. The Raiders lead the league with the fewest winning seasons. You know how many that is, JJ? In 18 years. Take a while, guys. Uh, I'm going to say three. JJ, one. Lord. One. Because we're going back to 2002, right? Their Super Bowl year. And Derek Carr brought them that. Huh? In 2016, right? Mm. Browns with two, 49ers with four, Lions, Jaguars also four. Raiders just have one winning season in 18 years. That's crazy. You're the optimist, JJ. Tell me there is light at the end of the tunnel because I can't see it. <laughs> Number one, I just want to tell Raider fans that our, I just want to speak for Raider fans. They tired of high draft picks. <laughs> they, they tired. They, they tired of high draft picks, man. We tired of being at the top of the draft, man. We tired of high draft picks. You know what I mean? It's time to start finding ways to win ball games. I mean, I think the only way we can look at this foul and, and see the glass half full is, like I said before on these podcasts, you have a lot to build around. Okay. You know, and if we start with the offensive side of the ball, you have your quarterback, you have your running back. You have studs at receiver. You have a stud at tight end. You know, you have a big-time O-line, you know. So you think you come to the defensive end. You get some corners. You get some guys that could get on that island and cover and play by themselves. I mean, obviously, you can never have enough pass rushers, you know. You get one or two more of those guys that could, that could, that could rush the passer, and I feel like the Raiders are right there, you know. That's the thing. So I, I don't even care about about draft picks. I mean, you go in this free agency and you get some guys that, you know, could, could be a part of the ball club that, that's going to help you out. That's going to be huge. But it's not too many times that Raiders fans have went into the offseason saying, all right, we got a lot of people's jerseys we want to buy. We just need to get a couple more people, yeah. you know, around them and to be able to have a successful season. So usually it was rebuild and we ain't got, you know, the roster was terrible when I came to the Raiders. No disrespect to all my teammates. Yeah. Love all my teammates. But we didn't have a lot of talent, you know. And now the Raiders got a lot of talent. It's just about putting some more talent on on the field with them. But they got to go out there and find ways to win ball games. And to me, that's on Coach Gruden and the coaching staff. You have to find ways to win ball games, especially when you put yourself in position to win ball games in the fourth quarter. You got to find ways to win those games. But it's a lot of talent. So our glass is definitely half full because of the talent we have. And we just got to go get some more pieces around them. And we got to come out and try to – we got to win those close games next year. I think Raider Nation was feeling great after the 2016 season, right? Saying, oh, if Derek Carr didn't get injured, what could have been? And we did have some big-time playmakers, Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper. But, you know, John Gruden came in and blew up the place. But with that said, after the loss of the Dolphins – we now know the Raiders will not have a winning season. The best that they can do is finish 500 at 8-8. Eight and eight. John Gruden now has a worse record than Jack Del Rio and Tom Cable. And the reason why that I'm bringing that up, they are the two most recent coaches who were fired after their third season. Which, mind you, I didn't think was fair, especially with Jack Del Rio. Tom Cable, eh, maybe. But yeah. Del Rio, he was, what, 
25 and 23, which is a 52.1 winning percentage. Cable, 17 and 27. That's a 38.6% winning percentage. Gruden, currently 18 and 29, which is a 38.3% winning percentage. Um, You said give the guy five years. Now, I'm going to take into consideration (laughs) when he came back he basically made wholesale changes, as I mentioned, trading away Khalil Mack, trading away Amari Cooper. So it takes time to rebuild. I get that, right? It takes time to rebuild. But really, JJ, Josh Jacobs has been the only home run of their five first-round draft picks that they've had the past two seasons since yeah. those big trades, right? Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Abram, Cleveland Furl, Damon Arnett, Henry Ruggs. Those are their five first-round draft picks, JJ. Josh Jacobs is the only one that has performed to a first-round draft pick level. So what makes you believe, right, that we won't have more of the same BS the next two years? You know, if you give them five years, do you believe in Gruden? Do you believe in Mayock? Well, my thing is, 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 is Josh Jacobs right now is the only superstar. Yep. You know what I mean? You look at, you look at Abram, you see a lot of potential, which is good. You know what I mean? You see a guy that that, that can be special. You look at Cleveland Farrell, you see a guy that, I don't know if he's going to be special, but you see a guy that can contribute and help. You don't see, to me, I don't see bust. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say bust yet because you see a guy that, hey, he makes some plays sometimes. But, yes, with their track record, it's not like, oh, yeah, Watch this. Watch the next pick that Coach Gruden and, and May I get because they have been getting superstars with these t- these last five <laughs> first round picks they have. So yeah. I mean, you don't have a lot of confidence coming into them saying that they're gonna just get this bona fide superstar and they know how to do it because hey, there's only been one bona fide superstar you got. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you know, with that being said, it's like oh shoot, what the, what they gonna do? Because right now we don't know what they gonna do. Ain't nobody in the world knew they was gonna take Cleveland Farrell when he was there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you don't know what they were gonna do. But I don't see no bust, and I see them getting a good football player. But I mean, and the only reason why I say five years for Gruden is because all the money. If he didn't get a 10-year contract, I would be, hey, just like the fans are saying, get him out of there and all that, I would I would probably be saying the same thing. But you gave this man a 10-year contract for all that money. So the least, thing, the least you could do instead of just chalking up all that money is give him five years to rebuild this thing. And if he don't have this thing cooking after five years, hey, then it's time to go and you just go out to swallow that money and it was a bad decision by you. You know what I mean? But... You know, you got to give him a couple more years. Well, guess what? In 2018, Gruden said, if I can't get it done, I'm not going to take their money. (laughs) He did say that in 2018. Mm. Now, let's see if he's a man of his word. Probably he's going to be like, no, actually, they're contractually obligated. So I'm going to keep that money (laughs) when it comes down to it. Gruden get fired, he's going to be sitting on that dang couch just like me and you yeah, collecting that ten million a year. He just wanted to save face. He said that just to, just to say it. It's not going to happen, y'all. He's keeping all that dang money. Well, we'll see. But let's let's hope we don't get to that man, and yes. he finds yeah. a way to get this thing turned around. But clearly, the biggest issue, JJ, has been their defense. Right now, the thing is, I saw three quarters of inspiring football. I don't know about you, but I did. 
you know, when it came yeah. to that side of the ball against the Dolphins, you know, and then they go and make the same bonehead mistakes that they've been making all year long in the fourth quarter. Obviously, it comes down to, you know, miscommunication. I feel like that has been the biggest issue is miscommunication and obviously coaching. And if, if, even if you don't have the talent or do have the talent, it's up to the coaches to put the players in position to make plays. And I don't think they have done that. Now, Rod Marinelli, he's not the guy. And I'm going to be nervous if the Raiders go with him. This offseason, John Gruden says, nah, he's he's our new defensive coordinator. I would be very highly disappointed if that's the case. But when we're talking about the Raiders' defense, J.J., they rank 29th in scoring defense, 24th in yards allowed, 29th in sacks with 19. That's not going to win you a Super Bowl, let alone that's not going to get you into the playoffs, period. Fallon, you're absolutely right. That's not going to win you more than eight games a season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As we can see now, having a defense like that, but... One thing I will say is you're right. Watching watching the first three quarters of that game, Marinelli had them boys flying around just like we thought he would. Like the effort of the defense, hey, it was unbelievable. With backups, was, by the way. They were missing a ton of key players. It was 11 boys to the ball every single play. That defense was playing hard. They just put them in a very bad situation at the end of the game. And it's not even like you could blame Arnett and blame the corners because that is their job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You hear all these announcers saying, oh, he needs to sink and drop 25 yards down the field. No, that's not your job in cover two, to drop 20 yards, 30 yards down the field. Your job in cover two is the flats. If nobody comes to the flats, yeah, you sink a little bit, but it ain't 30 yards to guard no deep ball. That That's not my job. So it was just a bad situation that the, that the coaches put the defense in at the end of the game, and then it didn't help. That his hands to the face and you get a penalty. Oh, but other than that. that, man, they were flying around. I just do not know what the coach was thinking. That last call of the ball game, putting them in cover two. But, yes, you got a lot of stuff to be happy about those first three quarters. I mean, you got two a bench. You got to be doing something right to get to a bench. The defense was playing at a high level, and they were flying around playing fast. Man, it just sucks that they did not finish the game because of a stupid defensive call. And when Gruden heard cover two, don't you think he should have changed the call? <laughs> you know what? I mean, if he heard it, yeah. But who who knows if he did hurt it? I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, to be honest with you, Fallon, I don't know how the headset headsets work. I don't know if, like, the offensive coaches hear the defense's headsets, the calls. I don't know if the head coach hears that. You know what I mean? So if you're not standing right next to Marinelli, you know what I mean? I don't know if you can hear that. I'm not 100% on that, you know? I just so, remember Adam Gase heard it yeah, as a ear cover he zero. Was, he said he was next to him. Oh, he was next to him. Yeah, okay. yeah. so I don't know if it was in the headset. Mm, so, okay. so that's the thing. But, you know, at one point, too, though, it's like anything, Fallon. If you're my DC, I'm trusting you, right? So I'm not going to be, hey, sitting in the game, and if you make a crazy call, like, no. Nuh-uh. We're playing cover three. We're not playing cover. You, you're the D.C. You know what I mean? I'm going to let you do what you do and call the defense. So even if he did hear it, just like Gase said he heard it and he was thinking like, well, what in the world are we doing? Why are we doing cover zero? You know what I mean? You still kind of trusted in your D.C. You don't want to step on your D.C. toes. You know what I mean? You want him to do, this, do his job. You hired the guy. You know what I mean? So, you know, 
you can't blame that on Gruden, but I just don't know what he was doing cover two. Like it, I, I could talk, I could talk about this our whole podcast. Yeah, I really don't. Yeah, know Yeah, I know you were mad. He, he, JJ texted me, "Why the f were they in cover two? JJ was so I, I pissed. Just, I, I don't understand. What I'm about to bring up is Gruden's fault. When it comes to the offense, JJ, why in the hell is Jason Witten getting more targets than Henry Ruggs? And by the way, why is he getting even more targets than freaking Foster Moreau, his counterpart? What in the F is going on there? I mean, I don't know, Fallon. This is this is one of those situations to where we're not at practice. We don't know which guys is impressing them at practice to 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 earn and get more opportunities because there's been a lot of dudes in our in, in on our team, man, that 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 people say the same thing about. You know what I mean? Shoot. They used to come up to me, why is he getting it? And I'm like, man, shoot, he balling that practice, man. Like, he's showing the coaches that he ready to go. Now, when the lights come on, we don't know how good he going to ball. But just earning opportunities, it comes from practice. So we've been talking about this forever. Why isn't Henry Ruggs more involved? It's the coaches. It's Henry Ruggs. I blamed it on the coaches. Get him started early. Get him to rock early. But to be honest with you, it got to be something that this dude is showing them in practice. Mm-hmm. It got to be something that Derek Carr is seeing in practice, and he ain't got confidence in him right now to do these certain things. I mean, he even laid a ball right on his hands and he dropped it. That's what I'm saying. So it, yeah. it, it has to be something for them not to be able to give them their first-round pick a lot of targets when it's really only him and Nelson Aguilar at the receiver position, you know what I mean, that, that should be out there, you know, getting a lot of the targets. So – to me, this is has something to do with practice that they're looking and saying, all right, we got some work to do to develop him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can run, but we got to get his route running corrected. We got to get him adapted to the speed of this game. And when he does get an opportunity, he got to go up and make a play. I understand the post route that DC threw you was a tough catch, but that's one of those catches that bounce off your hands. You got to go find a way to make that play. That's why you were the number one receiver taken. Yeah. Especially in a game in a game like this, in a tight game fight for your playoff, you got to find a way to make the play. I just look at Darren Waller. I mean, he out there catching them one hand, two hands, mossing you over mm-hmm. over your head. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what playmakers do. Mm-hmm. That's what big time players do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's why DC keeps coming back to him, giving him those opportunities. Look, Nelson Aguilar, and I called it before the season and said he would have a big year. But Nelson Aguilar is one of those dudes who gained DC's trust. He was the fifth, sixth receiver coming into training camp. But he, the way he's played and probably practiced, he's gained his trust. Just like DC told us about Hunter Renfro. Mm-hmm. I trust this dude with my whole heart. And mm-hmm. he does. Hunter makes the plays when the ball comes his way, always open, and they trust him. You know what I mean? So for Henry Ruggs, it has to be something that's going on in practice that they're just looking at like he's not ready yet. And at this point, you can't really blame the lack of offseason, right, or COVID for uh, his lack of chemistry or production. You've had all season to gain this trust, gain this chemistry with your quarterback. Well, it's hard to it's hard to blame it on COVID because we're looking at guys like Jerry Judy, Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb. Oh, don't talk about C.D. Don't talk about my guy C.D. And and they had COVID too. Yeah, I know. I know. You know what I, know, I mean? I know. And that's not stopping them from balling. Even even the late round picks. You got the young fellow, you got the young fellow Mooney from 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 the Bears who's who's balling. He mm-hmm. a fifth rounder. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's, it's dudes that's rookies that you know that's balling. Lavishka Chenault, he out mm-hmm. there balling at mm-hmm. Jacksonville mm-hmm. playing with 97 different quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? So, you know, they had COVID too. It's, it's just, it's, yeah. it, to me, it's either practice, well, it's definitely practice habits. And it's something that he's showing like, all right, you know, he's our third, fourth option right now. And that's, and that's not, that's, that's, that's just the reality of it. Well, things better change next season. That's all I have to say. But anyways, sticking with the offense, JJ, Raiders put up 25 points against a Miami team that only allows 18 points per game, right? They're the number one scoring defense in the National Football League. However, they were 0-10 on third down. There's no excuses for that. But the thing that blew my mind, but at the same time I wasn't surprised at all, is that everyone wants to point the finger at Derek Carr. They were actually mad that Marcus Mariota didn't play and that Carr instead got the start and he was about 70% because of, you know, his groin injury. Now, I know you went off on Twitter. You said, I don't ever want to hear Raider Nation talk about getting rid of D.C. ever again. Please elaborate, J.J., because I had people come at my neck as well. You know, Fallon, uh, you know, the famous saying, the famous saying, you don't know what you have until it's gone. Yeah. You know, some, sometimes I, sometimes I would, you just, you just spoke on and which is really crazy to me because you just spoke on that. The Raiders had one winning season in 18 years and Derek Carr brought him that. And you want to go away from a guy and go get another quarterback to, and put a quarterback in there who's, been cut from another franchise because he wasn't performing, mm-hmm. you know, and put him in the game over DC. Or you even want to go away from DC and let's let's try to go get another quarterback of all the bad quarterback play that you have had. It's it's just mind blowing that Raider Nation even wants to even try that when you're looking at a dude in Derek Carr who's had the bottom ranked defense his whole career. Still finding ways to win games. First in NFL history with 23 comebacks, and it should have been 24 easily, and he should be sitting at the Actually, top. 25. You think about all the other games. What was it? Hold on. The Colts game, the KC that, game, this game. Too. But he's still tied with yeah. 23 in NFL history. And we do know it should have been 24 easily with 19 seconds left. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're looking at a dude that's playing football at a very high level, you know what I mean? And I understand quarterbacks get the blame winning or losing, but when you watch this games and these dudes, these people is blaming the game on, on DC, it's really crazy. Like what game are, are you, you watching? watching? Do you want DC to score 40 every, every game? Because please tell me a quarterback that score 40 every game with the, with the, with the 29th ranked defense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's really mind blowing. And sometimes I sit here and I'm like, man, you know what? I wish they would trade DC. So the Raider nation, the seats could see what they get. You know what I mean? You know, but then again, I don't want that for D.C. because I know D.C. want to be a Raider and I know D.C. is balling. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's he playing at a high level and he had his team in a position to win another ball game and the defense failed him again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for anybody to point the finger at D.C. is absolutely ridiculous. The boy gutted it out for his team when they had a very slim chance of making the playoffs. You know what I mean? And he went out there and he still did his job and played at a high level and had his team in position to win the ball game. Yes, third down wasn't good. You know, the only thing that really stood out to me was red zone. 
Yeah, red if zone. We could have capitalized some of them red zone drives on touchdowns, and that's a totally different ball game mm-hmm. as well. But as a quarterback, he ain't turned the rock over. He had his team in position to win the game at the end of the game. And Raider Nation, you could be getting a lot worse quarterback play. I completely agree. It's, it's a bunch of teams right now that would take D.C. in a heartbeat. Yep. You know, you, you've had bad quarterback play for a long time. D.C. has been a savior to this organization. D.C. has brought light back to this organization, hope back to this organization, put this organization back in the playoffs, you know, if he didn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. And y'all want to call for his call for his name and blame everything on him like he playing bad and he's still playing at a high level. Okay. You know? It's it's just I'm telling you, man, and and our podcast was only supposed to be 20 minutes because I'm trying to get back in the bed, but it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous how how they how they treat DC, and that's why I tweeted that. And yeah. the only reason why that I ain't really mother f people on Twitter is because yeah. the wife stopped me. Other than that, I still be on Twitter <laughs> right now replying to everybody. You mother. Y'all, I'll be going off, you know, but she, she said, you work on TV. You can't be doing all that. You know, don't be cutting these people out. But I was ready to go in on them, Fallon. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I, I'm tired of it. It's no, crazy. I 100% agree with you. And I'm laughing because, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, this if this podcast goes past 30 minutes, it's your fault because you're the one that um, is talking and, and very passionate about D.C. But we only have a few other topics and I want to – Talk about D.C. real quick, because I 100 percent agree with you. I tweeted, you know, that Derek Carr is not the problem. And half of Raider Nation came at me, came at my neck, said, well, he is part of the problem or, well, he isn't the solution, blah, blah, blah. And you know what, guys? I'll give it to you. He is part of the problem because, yes, this is a team game and he's part of the team. So he is part of the problem. But, guys, look at the numbers. Carr has the highest passer rating of his career, 102.2. That's his passer rating this year. It's the highest of his career. He's taking more deep shots this year, and you remember you guys were all pissed about the dink and dunk, short passes, yada, 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 but, he's, he, but he has taken more deep shots this year, thanks in part to Nelson Aguilar and a few, of course, deep shots to Henry Ruggs. But, man, add in those drops there have been several drops by receivers. Add those in. Ooh. His numbers would be even better. Ridiculous, actually. Ridiculous numbers. Not to mention the disappointing lack of production from Henry Ruggs and training camp sensation Brian Edwards. Now, there's no doubt Carr and the Raiders have to be better in the red zone, as you mentioned. They have to be better in the red zone. They have scored touchdowns on just 54% of their red zone trips. They got to fix that. But mind you, their red zone scoring efficiency is actually the second best in the NFL this year at 94.7%. It was 28th last year. It was 28th, 81.7%. So that has improved. That's a positive, right? But yes, they need to find an end zone when they're in the red zone. (laughs) They need to find the end zone more. But one problem they did fix this year that you guys had an issue with last year was their scoring offense. I remember everyone, hey, we're top 10 in yards, yada, yada, yada. But the problem was the scoring offense. The Raiders went from scoring just 19.6 points per game last year. That was 24th in the league, by the way, 
to 26.8 points per game this year, and that's 11th in the league. And the sad part is, y'all, with that, with the Raiders scoring 26.8 points per game this year, which again is an improvement, vast improvement from a year ago, the Raiders will either end the season with the same record as last year or just have one more win. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. That's not on the offense. That's not on Carr. That's on the defense. They're scoring more points this year. They're scoring more points, y'all. And they're about to have the same record or maybe one more win. The offensive ranks, by the way, passing yards, 13th. Rushing yards, 12th. Yards per game, total yards per game, 14th. Now, I will say this. With the weapons on offense, they should, operative word, should, easily be in the top 10 of every statistical category. But it is hard to do that. When your defense does not put you in favorable positions to start drives, when they can't come up with stops, when they can't come up with turnovers, when they can't get to the dang quarterback. I say all that to say this. It is not a Derek Carr problem. (coughs) Period. Fallon, I think we could preach to the choir and we could give them all this because it's a million other stats that we could give them right now about D.C. being special. You know what they get mad at? They got mad at the um, 0-10 on third down and the throwaways in the red zone. Yeah, you want them to turn the ball over. Yeah. You want you want them to take chances and turn the ball over. Then you'll go at his neck for turning the ball over. Which is absolutely crazy. But it's crazy because you can't even sit here and say, Raider Nation, I want you to see, you know, life without D.C. Because you had 15 years with life after these, what is this, DC seventh, seventh season. Yeah. So you've been terrible for so long. You know what I mean? So you know how it is to be terrible. You know what I mean? Why not? You guys have a franchise quarterback right now. Build around this young dude. Yep. You know what I mean? Build around this young dude. Give this young dude a top defense. Give this give this young dude a defense that's going to take the rock away and give him short field. Again, we are not asking for a top 10 defense. We are asking, again, for the millionth freaking episode, a middle-of-the-pack defense. And right now, they're in the mid-20s in some statistical categories. They're dang near last, 29th-ish in some statistical categories. We're asking for middle-of-the-pack. 15, 16, 17. I'm telling you right now, just like I tell tell everybody all the time, Tom Brady, six Super Bowls, nine Super Bowl appearances, whatever it is. Not a top 10 defense, a top five defense. Six out of those, I mean, five out of those six Super Bowl wins Mm -hmm. and a top 10 defense once. Aaron Rodgers. 15 and one season, Super Bowl champion, top 10 defense two times in his career. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get all the credit. Yeah, they win the MVPs, but that's what they did. Aaron Rodgers with a 20th ranked defense, 22nd ranked defense, ain't been back to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You got what I'm saying? Like, it's a team game. Yes, the quarterbacks get paid all the money. Yes, the quarterbacks get all the blame. Man, but you need help. Yep. You know, and D.C. is putting up these numbers with really no help from the defense. And you just said about all the drops. So, I don't know. These these, Ra- these Raider fans is crazy. But like I said, I ain't worried about Raider fans. I think Gruden knows what he has. I think Gruden knows what – 
what he has to do for this football team and the players he needs to get around D.C. and on that defensive end, and that's what they have to do. And you got to go out here, and, and like I said, I wanted to win the last two to finish strong, but you got to find a way to win on, end on a high note and win this ballgame. Yes, and that's what I was going to say. We are not talking about matchups. I just want to know what you would like to see from the Raiders in this final game as they wrap things up in Denver, where I think they have not won since 2015. They did crush the Broncos in their first meeting, yeah. but I don't care about, you know, that. I just care about them coming out with the win and seeing certain things from them. So I guess I'll start with you. What would you like to see from the Raiders in this final game? Oh. I would like to see the I would like to see the defense I seen the first first uh three and a half quarters. Um, you know, just go out there flying around, playing at a high level. Um, definitely want to end on a high note. You know, if you're a receiver, I don't want to see no drops. If you DC, I want to see you making all the throws. Let's be good on third down. You know, let's leave just let's just leave the field, leave this game saying we played a total complete team game. Exactly. And we can go into the offseason, getting ready, adding some more pieces, saying we finished the season. Yeah, we gave a game up in, in Miami, wishing we could or wherever it was, wishing we could have one play back to win that game. But we bounced back the next week, came out, played a total complete game. You know, offense, defense, special team, yep. going to the offseason, eight and eight you know, on a high note. Yeah. I mean, it goes without saying I agree with you. I want to see a complete game, you know, from all three phases of the game. Um, I want to see this team, the team that we saw six and three, the team that you always said they gave us false hope. (laughs) I want to see that team, right? I want to see the defense that we saw against the Broncos the first time around against the Browns, right? Um, Saturday for the first three quarters of the game against the, the Dolphins, as you mentioned. But specifically... I'm going to call out a few players. Max Crosby, I need you to step up. Need you to step up. We haven't seen you for several weeks, right? I need you to step up and get a sack or two. Jonathan Abram, I need you to show why you were drafted in the first round. I would say the same thing for Cleland Furl, but guess what, J.J.? Cleland Furl is not going to play the game. <laughs> Corey Littleton, how do you want to end the season, bro? As a terrible free agent signing, right? Have everybody talking trash? Please, just show me some flashes of greatness so I'm not salty entering this offseason. Defense, just get some pressure on Drew Locke, all right? You guys have only have, you guys only have 19 sacks this entire season. That ranks 29th in the National Football League. It's not very good. Please get some but pressure. But it's D.C.'s fault. Yeah, but it's D.C.'s fault. Please get some pressure on Drew Locke, right? And hold the Broncos to under 20 points. I would love that. I would also love some picks. That would be great as well. Offensively, Carr, do your thing, man. Light up the scoreboard, okay? Henry Ruggs, show me what you can do. (laughs) Your rookie season has been a huge disappointment, to say the least, right? Especially as the number one wide receiver taken. Can you please show me some flashes, right? So I have something to look forward to next year so I'm not crying and salty about the Raiders not taking my guy C.D. Lamb who has been balling out in Dallas Lord have mercy and then lastly Josh Jacobs let's end on a high note we got to get a hundred yard rushing game from Josh Jacobs because the running game has fallen off the last several weeks so if the Raiders come out JJ and crush the Broncos I feel like Raiders fans, including myself, will at least have some some positive momentum, you know, entering the offseason. Because if they lose, 
Mm. Mm. It's going to be a long, long off season. And I'm probably going to have to log off Twitter for a few months. <laughs> it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. So anyhow, I have confidence that they're going to win this game. Actually, I don't. I'm not even going to lie. Who knows where, where they're at? You know, maybe one foot is in, in Mexico. You know, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> we shall see. But anyhow, do you think the Raiders are going to win this game? You know what? To be honest with you, I'm 50-50 because you're exactly right. I don't know if they're going to show up. Is you in Cancun or is you in? Is you ready to play this game in Denver? You know yeah. what I mean? Is you worried about not getting hurt because you're not making the playoffs and we ain't playing at a high level? Are you coming out here and you saying, shoot, let's go, let's sell out and make plays? So this is one of those wait and see. <sighs> yeah, wait and see. Well, hopefully... <laughs> Our final podcast of the season is a good one. <laughs> and we're not talking about a loss because honestly, y'all, if, if they lose, JJ ain't going to go on the podcast. Like, JJ's going to be like, found, I ain't doing the podcast, okay? No, I am no. done. What? If y'all lose, there ain't no point of doing a damn podcast. Well, so no. I'm going to have to do this solo dolo. So if, if y'all want to hear JJ one more time, you're going to have to get this W. <sighs> Anyhow, all right. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It at 300. I hope you enjoyed the show. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out. Peace.